0: So yesterday we introduced the third rule of the Chayadam, which would allow someone to have a Nachri Dumalach from on Shabbos. The third condition is that this person has the agreement of a Kablon, someone who accepted to do the work for you, and he's getting paid for the work, but he's not getting paid for the time. If someone is getting paid for their time, so that is what we call a Schirioim, someone who's getting paid by the hour. And we brought several reasons why that would be worse. It looks like you asked him to do it on, on Shabbos. There's a connection Every hour that he works is going to go back to you. He's going to bill you by the hour. So halakha, this is based on the tesis and the Zarah, and all the Ahreinim discussed this, that a sechiriyah, someone who's getting paid by the day, or by the hour, will not be able to do malach for you. And this this halakha is obviously, even if I didn't tell him, if I tell someone to do malachah for me on Shabbos, so then even a coblin, even someone who gets paid for the for the job, not for the time, even someone who doesn't get paid. I cannot ask nachri to do malachah for me on Shabbos. We're discussing when I didn't ask him at all. He took the work with him. He decided to do the malachah on Shabbos. So then it depends. If it's a kablon, again, you have to figure out all seven other conditions. But if the person is a sechir if he or she is getting paid by the hour or by the day, so then... Halacha is, it's a non-starter. They are not allowed to do malacha for you. Now, not only can they not do malacha for me on Shabbos, even even if they on their own decided, and I see it, I have to be moicha. I have to object. I have to tell them, you cannot do this malacha for me. So, the classic example we opened up yesterday is your cleaning help at home. Typically, these people will get paid by the hour. So, if you have cleaning up at home, even if I didn't tell her to to do laundry, if she decides to do laundry on Shabbos, halacha is, I have to be mayicha, I have to tell her you cannot do laundry on Shabbos because you're a schiriyah, you're getting paid by the hour, and I have to be mayicha, I have to tell her she cannot do it. So, you know, when I was thinking about just this, this, this podcast for today, I, I think that although I'll touch upon some of the categories, the truth is whenever a person has a, You know, an employee that's doing work for them on Shabbos, you really have to make sure it's being done correctly. So we'll get to some of the cases, you know, of office staff, of, you know, maids, cleaning help, waiters. But a person really has to consider and figure out which category do they fall in and Even when something might seem to be mutter, we have to consider all other conditions. You know, it can't be done in your house. We learned already. You have to be kaltas leh We learned those are the first two. There's a a few more coming up. Additionally, when something might seem to be usr, there are times when, in fact, it will be mutter. An example, someone just raised this question uh, previously, uh, after hearing yesterday's share. He said that there are times when... The the nacher is doing a malacha, but they're really doing it for themselves. A classic example is where a person could wash dishes with cold water and they themselves decided to use hot water. So right away one could say, hey, if, if you're paying them by the hour, it's a skiriyah and they're doing malacha for you. It should be also you have to be melecha. On the other hand, they're not doing it for me. I, I want to clean. They they could use different different methods of cleaning it. They decided to use hot water. That is their own. Uh, that is their own decision. It's called uh, they're doing it for themselves, not for me. So, that anyways, when it comes to using hot water on Shabbos, the way uh, water gets cooked by using uh, hot water is that cold water enters the boiler or the instant heating, whatever whatever the the building has. So that would be a davreshin and mishavin anyways. And a nachri could do that for you on Shabbos. But independent of that halachic detail, when a nachri is doing something on their own, meaning the work that I need to be done can be done in various ways. It could be done by it could be done by They decided to do it in a malacha way, so as long as there's no Maris and that I asked them to do it, there's no other issue. So even a Sechir Yom, there would be heterim. So I just wanted to point that out because we're giving highlights. Literally, we're just doing highlights of the sugya. One could spend many weeks going through it. So it's always good to ask a Shiloh. Okay, so we mentioned one example was cleaning help, that gets paid by the hour. In contrast to that, let's say someone has a living, a living in maid, so there they get paid, let's say they get paid by the month, you give them, you know, a certain salary for the month, but you're not tracking hours, you're not tracking days. They know they're supposed to work for a month. They they, they know they're supposed to work all the time. They can take a day off here and there. There's no hours that are tracking. So there, in that situation, it will be different because they're not considered a scheriyam. They would be, Considered a Kabbalah, someone who accepts to do work for you. And you're not paying them by the hour. They have to do, do work. So that would be a Kabbalah. Now, there are still concerns. For example, if you have a live-in maid who is doing Malacha on Shabbos, even though technically you didn't ask her to do it, let's say she's vacuuming the basement. Or she's taking out the garbage on Shabbos in a place that there's a there's a Rabin. So there will be a question of haitza. So even though I didn't tell her to do it, one might think by seeing her take out the garbage to Rosh HaSarabim that I told her to do it. And if I told her to do it, that would be classic Amir LaNachri, telling her to do Malachah if you're on Shabbos. So, that would be us so there's a concern for Maris Ayn. Even when you have a live-in maid, people would think that you actually told her to do malacha. Additionally, if it's not the norm for people to have live-in maids in that community, so then even though one personally does, uh, unless everyone knows that he has a living maid, so when someone sees the maid doing malachah on Shabbos, they would they would assume that you're, she's getting paid by the hour, and yet she's still doing malachah. So Sfiri Ayin cannot do malachah for you in Shabbos, even if you didn't ask her to do it. So there would still be the concern for Maris Ayan. What if the maid is doing it? Let's say she has her own room in the house, and she wants to vacuum her own bedroom. She wants to do something. She wants to watch TV in her house, in in her, in her room. So. If it's her own benefit, her own malacha, there would not be a problem. Everyone realized there will be no Mara Sain because she doesn't have to keep Shabbos. Sometimes you have a cleaning lady or, or, or the like who's answering her phone on Shabbos. That's not, she's, she doesn't have to keep Shabbos. She's not allowed to keep Shabbos. So that's fine. As long as it's in her own room, everybody realizes it's for her own benefit. That's fine. Rebelsky, that's all had a uh, fascinating sock for caterers. So there's a question. Can a caterer wash, uh, glasses, you know, or drinking glasses with, uh, on Shabbos. So let's say you have, uh, I don't know, you have a certain amount of glasses for the event and you have a firm caterer Shabbos event, but the, the, the waiters want to wash the glass for glasses for tomorrow. So on one hand they could technically sit there washing it in the sink. On the other hand, they could do it, you know, with a dishwasher. So Baal Shizatel said that in the back of the kitchen is not considered basically Shal That would be called the, the Jew's house. It's pitsinna And they're doing it for their own benefit. Otherwise, they're going to be sitting here all day scrubbing it. So halakhically, again, there's various details to this psak, but it's a famous psak in the kashrus world that you can, that the, 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 the hotel staff could do this because they are doing it for their own reason. They're not doing it you know, for me, they're doing it for them. They don't want to sit there scrubbing glasses. So a similar concept, and and he called a base of shea so It's like a, a maid uh, vacuuming her own room. Okay, so that's some examples of what a stereoion would be. What would be an example of a cobblin? So a cobblin is someone who gets paid for their time. This is your classic service man. Someone who's doing work for you, a locksmith gets paid by the hour. So that would be considered a coblon However, even though a coblin is mutter, as far as this rule is concerned, you still have to consider rule number one, and that it cannot be done in your house. So, typically, a coblin would be usser to have a coblin, a serviceman, repair guy, come into your house to fix some things. Again, sometimes there are hefts in Aruba, there's a flood, and if you don't get a, a, you know, a, a plumber right away, there's going to be a, a tremendous financial loss. So, there are times when a hetter would be appropriate. A question we raised yesterday was regarding overtime, where you have someone who's really a cobblin'. Someone gets paid, uh, you know, gets an annual salary, or a classic, you know, uh, W-2. However, when they take work home beyond their 40-hour work week or whatever, they could bill overtime. So the question is, at this point, I'm definitely paying them for their time. So they go back into the category of A, so the question is, how do you have... How, how could you find a header for someone who's billing by the hour and they're working overtime for you on Shabbos? A classic example would be, let's say someone's doing medical billing. And let's say I have a nursing home. And I have someone doing medical billing for me. I have a doctor's office, private doctor's office. And we had a crazy week. And she knows she has to take her work home with her to do on Shabbos. And she's going to bill overtime. She's working on the weekends, time and a half, or, or uh, double, whatever whatever pay you give. So how could I pay her? She's doing work for me. How could I pay her? How could she do it for me? If I know what's being done on Shabbos and now even though she's typically a W-2 but now she's getting paid as a Sechir So from a, from a halachic perspective, it's really Aser. There are some Eitzas, you know, beyond getting into, relying on kulas but an Eitzah would be, very simple Eitzah would be, tell uh, your, let's see, what is it, MDS, Let tell your medical biller that that you're only paying her by the work, meaning you're not, getting, you're not paying her by the hour. Let's say, I don't know, let's say um, you wanna pay her for every 100 uh, pills or procedures she bills, so then, that's fine, because then she's getting paid for the work and that goes into the category of kablanos, versus getting paid for the time. That's what we're trying to trying to differentiate between. When you get getting paid for the work, you fall into the into the category of kablan. I'm allowed to pay you on Shabbos. I'm allowed to have you work for me on Shabbos. However, if it's scary i you're mean, getting paid by the hour, then if you do it on Shabbos, it's a problem. So again, if a person has medical billing that need, needs to be done over the weekend, so first of all, you cannot specifically tell them to do it on Shabbos. And if you know for sure that the only way they could get this done over the weekend is if they do it on Shabbos, it will be us because that's as if you expecting it and pressuring them to do it on Shabbos. However, let's say they could do it on Friday, Friday afternoon. They could do it Saturday night. Or Sunday, they themselves decide to do it on Shabbos, so you have to figure out a way to make sure that they're not getting paid by the hour, they're getting paid for amount of work, however you want to calculate it, depending on your industry, try to figure out a way that they're getting paid for the amount of work. And this comes up... uh, often. Another question, an extension of that question would be, let's say someone outsources their back office. Let's say you own a nursing home or you have a small business and you're not interested in having, you know, a whole HR team and payroll. So there are websites, there are uh, companies that will, you could outsource your billing, your whole back office, and they'll do it for you. Now, over there, they typically will bill you by the hour. Let's say, okay, this took us 10 hours to work on. We'll charge you $500 an hour. Uh, please pay us. So on one hand, that will be considered a sechir However, there's a raya from the Shulchan and Simon from Zion Seth Gimel, when he discusses the, the delivery guy, where he technically gets paid by the day, but since he needs to get a specific job done, his job was take it from point A to point B. So if he doesn't take it from point A to point B, he won't get paid, even if he spends a lot of time on it. So in that case, the Shulchaner calls it a one. He says you cannot ask him to do it on Friday, as we mentioned the previous year. But as long as you asked him before Friday you can have him do do it for you. So therefore, when you're literally outsourcing work, where they're they're only getting paid if the work is done. Now, once they're getting paid, if the work is done, they will bill you by the hour. That's how they break up the payment. That will be mutter, as long as, again, you didn't pressure them, you didn't force them, you didn't expect them to do it for you on Shabbos. They themselves decided to do it on Shabbos. That will be fine. Just one more Shiloh, before we close today's share, is... Let's say you have a service company. You're a Jewish-owned service company. You repair computers. You repair your plumbing service. It's owned by a firm Jew, and you have non-Jewish uh, repair guys that go in, and you pay them by the hour. So that would be a problem, because that's a shiriyah. you're paying them by the hour, uh, that would be an issue as well. So in that case, you have to tell them that when it comes to Saturday work, if you decide. Now, again, you cannot tell them that they must work on Shabbos. Let's say they, they, have, a, they have to do a job over the weekend. You, they have to know that they're able to do it on Sunday, If they themselves decide to do it on Shabbos, the agreement must be that they're going to get paid for the job not by the hour, because they're getting paid by the hour. That gets into the question of scheriyam, and we are machmer on scheriyam. So that is the overall, you know, some highlights to different types of employees, different types of agreements. And again, we're gonna move on to the next rule of making sure you didn't tell them to do it on Shabbos, but I think we have enough here that a person could figure out in their own business, in their own home, which cases would be a Shiloh, which be problematic, uh, that are schiryaim and are literally a non-starter, a non-starter, or which ones we call a kablan. They accept it to do the job for you. And we got to stay tuned. We have to make sure all the conditions are filled. But we got one. We got number three, actually, which is called kablan. So perhaps one would be allowed to set up his business like that.